Welcome to the San Antonio Express News' Coaches Roundtable. We are here celebrating our Black coaches in the San Antonio area. I'm your host, Ronald Harrod Jr., and I'm here joined by three of our lovely head coaches. Uh, I'll let them introduce themselves. Coach Jackson, can you start for us? Yes. My name is Anissa Jackson, and I'm the head coach at Karen Wagner High School. I'm Jeremy Williams. I'm the head football coach at Sam Houston High School. And I'm Matt Carroll. I'm the head coach at uh, Roosevelt High School. And so Coach Jackson, she's been a head coach for 19 seasons, and she led Wagner to the state semifinals last season. Coach Carroll has 17 years of head coaching experience, and his son is actually one of our Express News Offensive Players of the Year last year after rushing for over 2,000 yards. And Coach Williams, he's a former safety at Beerley University at, and at Sam Houston. He went to the playoffs last season. Now, I wanted to start with you, Coach Williams. So I want to talk about, I want you all to share some stories that highlight your impact with some of your black players and how your identity as a black coach has kind of helped you all connect. I know me and you have talked about just some of your stories. I know you had a, a more recent one that I want you to share. Thero. Oh, gotcha. Uh, I was speaking on uh, Latravius Reed, one of our former athletes. I uh, just passed away in a car crash. Uh, my cousin. Oh, it was. Mm-hmm. Okay, got you. And then at the time, I was his, I was the defensive coordinator. Uh, but to get that call from the family, I was his head coach at that time. Even though I was, I'm sorry, I wasn't the head coach, but I was his coach. You know, we had a personal relationship, and just being at that funeral, speaking at that funeral, uh, it was very tough. Very, very tough. You know, uh, not from the San Antonio area. I'm from Dallas, uh, and it just. We just connected, you know. I felt like he he was more, I look in his eyes, it reminded me of myself. Uh, And like I said, like I'm tripping right now, just thinking about the the working out, the times we spent together, uh, just trying to get him to understand uh, how to get out of San Antonio, to be honest with you. Uh, Had a full ride to Tyler Junior College. uh, That didn't work out. And he was at home. He was focused on being a father. Uh, He was working, just being positive in the community uh, and just, it's tragic to hear, you know, what happens to him. And then I know you told me, so you bring your family a lot in oh, for sure. in the locker room. Yes. I know you said that he had a relationship with your son, actually, yes. and your wife. Uh-huh. He yeah, about he was that? at my son Little League games. Uh, anytime I'm coming to the field house, it's, where's Rambo? That's my son's name. It's, what Rambo doing? How's this football season going? How's track going? Uh, house baseball going, everything. He's always asking about Rambo, even when he was away from Sam Houston. And now my son is 12 years old. And the last time we talked, he came to the spring game. Man, what Rambo doing now? Uh, and like you said, my wife, man, she's she would cook, send meals. Hey, this extra play, get that to Latravis. Uh, make sure he has this and has that and stuff like that. We meet together at church. Uh, it, it was an awesome relationship. And Coach Jack, you said that was your cousin. Did mm-hmm. you have a relationship? A little cousin. Uh, we have a huge family. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's a very huge, huge family. Yeah. So, like, you know, like I knew, like, his mom, of course. Like, I knew, it was, like, that's her son. But, yeah, like, our family is really, really big. So, yeah. Okay. It was just a sad Yeah, and I like saw Coach that said. at the funeral, man. It was <laughs> huge. Everybody, yeah. you know. Yeah. People I didn't even know were kin to him mm-hmm. were are kin to him. It's, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. And then... Now, moving on to you, Coach Jackson, do you have any stories that kind of highlight, you know, your blackness, but sharing that with some of your black players? Um, Being a former Sam Houston uh, graduate, like uh, my, uh, it's always a a family. Like growing up without both of my parents and being raised by my grandmother, like it took a village. Like, you know, like I was telling Coach earlier, Coach Ari Johnson was like, 
you know, hey, uh, dad, you know, uh, you know, Coach Cook over at uh, Davis Middle School. And then Coach Sands was our volleyball coach, Coach Phelan Sands. Like she was just that positive role model there, like anything we needed. Like she was there. Like if if my grandma couldn't provide it, like she was there. And I took that same mentality um, as a head coach, like with my girls, because growing up, like, I mean, a lot of them don't have, you know, they don't have that parent there. So I know it's that. I know what that is like. So um, I step in and try to fill that void any way that I can and just let my girls know, like, hey, like, yes, it's tough right now, but you can get through get through anything. You know, don't let this be your story. Like, don't be that statistic. Don't this. And when I give them my story, they're looking like, what? I'm like, yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. This is me. This is where I came from. But again, like I knew I wanted to make something out of myself. Like I didn't let my story, you know, be who I was. And then on Wagner's girls basketball team, you have 10 players on varsity, correct? Mm-hmm. And eight of them are black. Yes. And then the other two are Hispanic. Hispanic. Mm-hmm. So coaching a all minority <laughs> team in San Antonio and currently being undefeated in the district heading into the playoffs. Just what does that type of accomplishment mean for you? Um, it, it's a it's a great accomplishment. Um, just, you know, getting those kids mentally ready. Like we played uh, New Braunfels Canyon our last game. <laughs> and of course, like New Braunfels Canyon is majority, you know, we know white. And, you know, like their fans are just loud. Like I actually have to turn and say something to one of the fans just by a comment that they made. And I'm like, uh, no. And like my girls looking like, cause like I'm going to have my kids back regardless. Like I'm going to have their back. And especially like the comment that he made wasn't, wasn't right. And I said, I turned and I like, let them know, like, no, that's what we're not doing. And, um, it's, it's just a great feeling to coach any kids, but like, I do feel honored that, you know, I get the coach cause they're my kids too. You know, that's how I feel like they're my kids. Like I get the coach, my kids. So it, it's a great feeling. And Coach Carroll, do you have any stories about just in, any relationship that you've had with a player? I know you, you're lucky enough, you know, bless them to coach your, some of your <laughs> sons. But besides your sons, is there any other uh, maybe players that just look up to you in a different way, maybe because of your blackness? Yeah, you know, I, I think, you know, agreeing with both of you guys and what we what we experience on the regular. And, you know, Roosevelt has a you know diverse demographic community and, and a lot of those kids are African-Americans, so especially within our team. Um, and she mentioned R.A. Johnson. And I can think by the time when I came to San Antonio, I'm not from San Antonio, but when I got to San Antonio, you know, for me, aspiring as a, as a, as a, as a black coach, knowing that one day I want to sit in this chair and do this. Well, I had two weeks, I had R.A. Johnson and, and Ken Gray over at Highlands. And at that time, that was, that's what I had to go by. And so, uh, I take a lot of pride. I think I, I see it. And I think we all do. And what these guys are saying too, like what we're getting to do is more of a calling mm-hmm. and a, an opportunity to present ourselves as role models for um, our kids and stuff that we get to see on it. We, we get this stage that we get to be on every day and provide an example, leadership role models. So during the future, you know, these kids have a chance. I mean, our program, their program, I'm sure is all about, we, we always talk about proving people wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, that's, we're not in the business of proving anybody right. You know, it is what it is. And so we got to go out to you know, prove people wrong on a, on a, on a regular basis. And, um, you know, just serving that role model for some of our kids. I mean, again, very diverse. Some kids, we are the male role figure. Uh, yeah. And in your case, the film, that's, that's what they see. And so, uh, they see us with our families. Again, I listened to you talk about your family being in the, I think that's a big part of it because they need to see how, uh, a, a black man interacts with his wife, with his kids and, you know, coaching my own kids. They need to see that interaction, mm-hmm. the tough love. I mean, yeah. the discipline, things that are hard, but 
we do it because we love them when they got to see that, you know, you're coaching your kid like that. These are things they got to see and how we do it. And whether we know it or not, I mean, like they're watching us to see how we're going to handle these things. So in the future, they are, you know, better husbands, wives, fathers, mothers. I mean, because that's the ultimate goal down the road. And, you know, I, I told you a story once before, like, and I, I feel like that relationship with all of our kids, like it, you mentioned family once, like that's what we do. Like we, we build this other family. And and um, I've talked about different kids who, you know, from time to time, you know, they'll, they'll call me pops, you know, mm-hmm. when they come back and, and uh, man, that's huge to me. That's yeah. like a big deal. You know, what does that feel like when, when a kid that's you, you have your own sons, but when a kid calls you, and like, hey, pops, and you're like, dang, like I'm, I, I'm, you service that role to that. Absolutely, because there's a lot that comes with the term coach that <clears throat> that, that, sure. that we're proud that we're proud of, but I, I think it's a whole another deal when they're they're done, they're gone, and whether it's the Christmas holiday or whatever the case might be, Thanksgiving, you know, Thanksgiving pops, whatever. Again, I tell you this story: the kid that we had, you know, Dante C comes through and just out the blue, and he's graduated, but hey. I, I'm, I'm trying to buy a car. Hey, pops, can you can you help me come up with a way? Yeah, yeah. Car? Can you know anywhere? And yeah. so spending time and looking, trying to you know like you do with your own. So I'm trying to find them a good deal on a car, and this is what you need to ask. This is what you're looking for. Then you find some. Let me know. I mean, it's just but that relationship that's built over time that they have that kind of piece that that's what we know Shane Shane Jones and I look up the deal. I'm watching the I didn't watch it. I saw there with the Grammy Awards, whatever like that, and. And Shane Jones ran for us and played for us way back when. And he had experienced tough love, you know what I mean? Because I was determined to see that this guy had so much talent. I want to see him through. Mm-hmm. But he shares the same birthday with my oldest son. And so every day, hey, Pops, tell my brother happy birthday. I mean, he, yeah. you know, her brother keep up with and stuff like that. And I look up, you know, and he's doing things. And it's not even all around athletics, you know. It's, you just want him to be successful in life like, outside yeah. the outside deal. And, yeah. you know, he sent me a deal. I'm looking on Instagram and he's sitting at the Grammy Awards. He's doing music stuff in New York, lives in New York now. And what's his name again? I know you uh, told me. Shane Jones. Shane Jones. He's from, yeah. he, he went to Roosevelt well, went to and now he's a music school. producer. Mm-hmm. He was at the Grammy. Yep. And so, you know, he's out doing big things. It's just, you know, we, we probably all could just go on and on for all these stories. I know <laughs> times of essence, but we could really just kind of just go down these lists of, and it ain't even, yeah, we could talk about the kids that are doing the next level athletically, but it's that real life thing that these kids are right. going off. You know, Carlos McFall is another kid that we had this went off, played at Stanford, did some things. And, you know, he's a lawyer now and does stuff. And, you know, part of his lawyer is work with LeBron James team. I mean, so like these guys are they're successful and they're going on to do things. And a lot of it has to do because the role models, I feel like we get to provide right. and they get to see people that look like them have success doing these kind of things and, and, and so forth. And so what has been you all's like experience as being a black coach in San Antonio? Uh, myself, man, it was a little bit of a culture shock. Like I'm from Dallas and all my coaches were black. I still, <laughs> like he said, I text every holiday. I text my middle school coach and my head high school coach every holiday. I don't care what's going on. It's, and it's pops. It's mm-hmm. because I didn't have my father growing up and they were my father figures. So getting to San Antonio and it's like, and I've, I was blessed enough to fall into the east side. You know, I don't know what would happen if I was on the west side or on another side. But I was actually, I was at Lehman High School in Kyle, Texas. I mean, I got my girls a head track coach. I got my girls to regionals. We was there, and I just saw Sam. I'm like, where that's at? Like, where, I'll go up to the girls' head basketball coach. I'm like, hey, y'all got spots over there? She like, I don't know. Like, but I'll give you the head coach at the time number. I called him while I'm at the track meet. I'm like, man, I got to get over there. Like, what y'all got? I'm giving my resume. I played at Baylor. I'm this, I'm that, I'm that. He'd come by and meet him. 
And then like right after that, it was summer workouts. I didn't even have a job yet. I was just popping up to the summer workouts, popping up, numbers growing, numbers growing, numbers growing. And next thing you know, it's 30, 40 kids out there. But the first day I was there, it was like five. <laughs> so it's just like myself. And then the word travel was, man, we got this coach, man. He played D1 in, in that area. That's the type of stuff that motivates our kid. He played at Baylor, man. And another kid, you the coach from Baylor? I don't even have a job at Sam yet. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be our defensive coordinator. And it's just, like I said, those kids seeing me, someone from their demographics, like because I'm from Oak Cliff, it's the same to me. I, when I go to the east side, it's like home, you know. So it's like those kids seeing somebody like me, somebody with tattoos, somebody with dreads. Dang, he, he an educator. He's a head coach. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can do that, too, you know. Yeah. So and that's the main thing, just being a role model for our kids. And Coach Jackson, I know you talked to me about your experience uh, on North Side. You talked to me about your experience at Wagner. You can yeah. pick any of those. Uh <laughs> Definitely uh, blessed with all the experiences that I had. Um, again, coming from Sam Houston, uh, but coming from Sam Houston and being in my, uh, you know, the family I grew up in, like I had a lot of examples of what I didn't want to be, <laughs> what I didn't want to be like. So when, thank God, I was blessed with the opportunity to, you know, play at the University of Texas, it opened my eyes to so much. I'm like, okay, <laughs> like I got a lot of stuff I wanted to do, you know, in my. Um, I tore my Achilles uh, my senior year, so I had the red shirt, and I was like, man, okay, I wanted to get into coaching. Like, okay, this is what I want to do. And uh, fortunate enough, I started off at Southwest with my AAU coach. Uh, he gave me an opportunity to coach there. I was there for two years. Then I went over to um, Fox Tech, and I was the head coach there for two years. Then I left and went to Stevens, and I was there for eight or nine years. Uh, being at Stevens, um, Northside is a great, you know, um, ISD, you know, enjoyed my time there, did some great things at Stevens. Um, but of course, like it's, it was a little different, you know, being in Northside. It, it was it was different. Um, had to, like I tell my girls, I had to dot my I's and cross my T's. Had to make sure, you know, that I was on point, you know, um, because I mean, we're going to be honest in the real world because that's what I tell my girls. Like we already have two strikes against us. First of all, we're a woman. <laughs> OK. And, and we're we're black. Like, so that's already two strikes. So you, whatever you want to do in life, like you got to make sure that you're on point. And when I came into Northside, I was the first black woman's head coach there, you know, for basketball. And, you know, spotlight was on me. Like I was young, energetic, you know, I'm tall, you know, so it's kind of like, oh, she's intimidating. She, I'm like, how am I intimidating? I'm just walking here, you know, got my nails done, my hair done. Like I'm professional. Like I, you know, um, coaching my girls hard. Like, that's just what I do, you know, uh, but it is what it is. Who much is given, much is required. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, woman of, you know, the word, like I believe in God and it was all in God's plan. You know, um, again, like I said, I loved my experience in Northside, but I mean, it definitely was like, man, like I, I got to be on point because I felt like, okay, since I'm the only one there, they're it's it's like a spotlight. I mean, it is. I mean, just to be honest, like it, it was on me. Like, okay, what is she gonna do? First of all, she's young. <laughs> she's she's a black girl. She's a female. Like, okay, let's keep an eye. But I I like I like pressure though. Like that's it. I li- I like it because pressure, pressure makes make diamonds. diamonds. I like it. <laughs> you know, I like I it. Go, you know, man. I I mean, I I like it a lot. Coming from like I said, uh, my background, like I was always the underdog. I was always supposed to be a statistic, but I, I broke all those barriers, broke all those generational curses, and and I like it. And that's I give that story to my kids all the time. You know, get past it. Like, if somebody tell you can't do nothing, 
God dang it, you gonna do it. <laughs> motivate you. That's motivation. Like I tell them all the time, it's motivation. When somebody tell me I can't do something, okay, I'm gonna do it. You know, so that's just that's just my story, and I use my story to try to motivate my kids to. I don't care what it is that you want to do. I mean, like you said, I coach my daughter. She plays there. She's a junior at uh, Wagner, and LA wants to be an FBI agent. Mm. I'm like, okay, it ain't very many very many women there, <laughs> and it definitely ain't very many black women. Okay, so okay, good. I'm glad you want to do that. I love it. So we gonna we 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 got some mm-hmm. stuff to stuff to do. You gonna do it? That's what we gonna do. So definitely. And so, Coach Carroll, I know you're a not only your football coach, but you're an athletic coordinator as well. Yes, sir. Um, so, and you've I know you, before this podcast, you were telling me about like when you first got to San Antonio, which I think is in 1994, mm-hmm. that it was only two black head football coaches. Yes. Uh, now there's about nine. Do you, but do you believe that the coaching pool is diverse enough in football, even though there there has been improvement? But do you think it's still diverse enough? I, I don't think it's diverse. Now, here's the thing is, is you know, Jeremy, you know, because he's where he's coming from, Dallas. And if you my oldest son coaches up in the Dallas area um, and it's a total different, yes, sir, it is. totally different porch from what we have here. The reality of it is, is, you know, is capable what you're capable of. And, you know, either we talk about black coach or whatever the case is, but just the idea that there are capable coaches that can do the job. And that's at the end of the day is, can you do the job? Mm-hmm. Um, You're saying capable black coach. That yes. Yeah. Cool. Really, really honestly, anybody, right? I mean, the jobs needs to be, if you're capable of doing the job and carrying on the duties that it takes with the job, then there shouldn't be a restraint with color, how we look, anything like that tattoos, but none of that, none of that really matters. I, I think in the Dallas Metroplex area, it, I think it looks more like what we're talking about right mm-hmm. now. I mean, it's, can you do the job and the hiring? I mean, there's no links to that. It is something you know, from coming in here my, when I very first started uh, here in San Antonio, to just, it was just R.A. Johnson and Ken Gray, the only two African-American coaches here, even in Northeast, which I've been a big part of. So I'm creeping up on 30 years now, and I've been in Northeast most of those without, with an exception of five years. I said I was in Waco uh, at University High School. Um, But when I first started here at at, at Roosevelt, I remember there were two in Northeast, there were two black coaches in Northeast. To me, that doesn't seem like a long time ago. I mean, I, I... I don't. Maybe I'm older or something, like that, but it seemed like it wasn't long enough that we have about twenty years. Like that, not twenty you know? years, is not that long. But myself and Gary Green were the only mm-hmm. two. I mean, we had a full uh, staff that we used to do a communication thing at the beginning of the year. We do with all coaches, and I remember Gary Green one time looking around and saying, "I know two people that can't miss this meeting." <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're not because if, if we're not here, you would know. And I remember yeah. looking around going, oh, "There's, there's that. It really is too." And even when I got the job at Roosevelt, uh, one thing I noticed that in Northeast. Like 63, it, 63 years, it took them six, 63 years before I was the first African-American coach hired North after 63 years. Wow. And um, oh, really? those numbers, yeah, yeah, those just like, wow. I mean, because, I mean, there, I, I can think of capable bodies, you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, that we have nine, you know, eight, nine, that number's always kind of fluctuated. And I, a few years ago, I remember us all taking a picture and doing a similar story and, um uh, Willie Hall, uh, those so are guys. The numbers that, always kind of been around like that eight yeah, to ten just, range. Yeah, it hasn't really crept up to like fifteen or twenty. No, no, I don't know if it's ever really got over ten. It's been a pull taking kind of sitting that deal is like yeah. we're not going. We're not going to bump that bar over ten. And 
And uh, but you know Willie Hall, someone else I, I look look up to and had opportunity to coach his kid to at at, uh, at Roosevelt. But you know those guys to me are like the, the the trailblazers, you know. And you saw those guys go through, and we can only hope that as time continue to move on, uh, that we can continue to move down this road, and more and more, you know, as, as these younger guys are coming in, stuff like that can get more opportunities, and you know, actually, like it with the more they give me with these things you get like you always feel like you're kind of under the watch right we can't mess up <laughs> we got to do this right you know because yeah. it's not just us but i, I got to make sure these younger guys and stuff come in they're going to have a chance so we we got to do it's extra pressure you got to do a really good job mm -hmm. because we can't have that and you know in our district now i mean it is promising to look in just northeast along you know think you know first one in six three years now to look at northeast now we have three black athletic coordinator head football coaches in our district and so you do like you like to see the trend kind of moving and, and you know the capable bodies and people mm -hmm. i work with on a daily basis that have the same capabilities to be able to be head coach and stuff that you want to keep seeing grow and i know girls basketball is in the san antonio area is one of the areas where we actually have a lot of girl like black head coaches. i think we have about 11 uh, the number is higher than a lot of the other sports, even with boys basketball getting towards the number two. But based on the amount of black athletes that are in that sport, do you mm -hmm. think 11 reflects the amount of black athletes? Because like you said, you coach a 100% minority team. Mm -hmm. So even though it's 11, does that number reflect the number of black head coaches? No, I don't think it reflects. I mean, because we have... Uh I mean, I feel like a lot of, like, especially in basketball, I'm speaking for basketball, um, we have a lot of, like, <laughs> African-American, you know, kids are mixed as well, you yeah. know. Um, and no, I don't think 11 is enough. I mean, and I was shocked that you could even get 11, to be honest. <laughs> like, I mean, when you you definitely did your homework, because, um, you know, I was like, oh, well, we had seven. <laughs> like, that's what, that's, what, that's what I thought, you know. Uh, but when you, like, name, like, you know, the, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I forgot, but no, I don't think that number represents like the overall, no. And then you coach, I know you're one of our younger coaches as well in this area, kind of in your experiences coming from the Dallas area, can you speak kind of on that transition? Cause like coach Carroll said, it seems like in Dallas, uh, that's more of a trend to hiring more black head coaches to fit just the black players that they have. It's kind of like in Dallas, you like you stomping, you know, you walking. Everybody know you here. And I first got here, I'm tiptoeing. I don't know what's <laughs> going on. I'm trying to figure out this avenue, this lane. I'm like, oh, let me not step over there. Let me stay here. And then you at a place like Sam, you can't really, you can't really, you got to be on a straight line. I can't go left or right, like because I got too many kids watching me, too many parents watching me. And like I mentioned, my family's always there. I just want to show them. It's cool to be a dad, bro. Like, it's cool to be a husband. My wife just had twins in August. Mm -hmm. So she's at the oh. spring game in May, pregnant, yeah. walking around. My baby's running around, chasing me in the middle of the game. I'm like, man, back up, I'm coaching. <laughs> yeah. But, and then to see my son, he shows up to summer workouts, and I'm getting on his butt just like I'm on the other kids' mm -hmm. butt. And they like, oh, he talked to his son like that? Okay, all yeah. right, bet. Like, so yeah. it's all in love, you know? It's really all in love. And then once I really sat down and found my niche, now I feel like I'm, I'm where I need to be. Like, and it's really a blessing, you know, yeah. for sure. Yeah, okay. Now let, let's finish this off with our, I call this our, this is going to be our fun, this is our rapid fire question round. So not, not long answers, but, but just, <laughs> just answer the question that doesn't have to be long. So we're going to just go around the table. Okay. So who's the greatest athlete of all time? Michael Jordan, oh the GOAT. Deion Sanders. 
I, I almost got to agree with her with Michael Jordan. I'm a football guy. So <laughs> I mean, if we talk football, yeah. I'm going to say Ray Lewis. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> and who is the greatest San Antonio athlete of all time? For me, I would say Clarissa Davis. From what I hear mm-hmm. here in San Antonio, I'm, I've, I can't, I wouldn't want to say because I didn't live here. Uh, but from the Sam aspect, I mean, you hear a lot of the OGs. It's Collins. It's uh, Jared Dillard went to uh, Rice. It's mm-hmm. I can name a million people. Uh, but I, for from San Antonio, I wouldn't know. Uh, but from my area. Uh, I don't want to get nobody upset, but I would go possibly with Michael Crabtree, one of my teammates in high school. Uh, some saw some unbelievable stuff happen, and most of it happens at practice. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> coach, I don't know if I have a, a good answer. I think that because I can go way back, so that that's a very broad. You, you can give us anybody. It could be anybody, coach. It could be anybody. Wow, <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good one. Man, I, I don't have an answer. Well, do you have like a the best athlete that you've coached or one of the best athletes you can name? So we, yeah. So, I mean, I could definitely go on that line. I mean, you know, we won a championship in 95 and we had some pretty good athletes on that team. Um, go through some different names, but I, I tell you one, I guess, Carlisle Holiday is definitely one that mm-hmm. comes to mind. And, mm-hmm. and um, but, you know, if it's from our team, he, he's up there. We, we've just had some, I feel like we've had some good ones. It's yeah. hard to name just one. Yeah. Okay. And then outside of Roosevelt, though, like, I mean, when you talk about just San Antonio, I mean, there's, there's, there's been some, there's been some, there's some, good, there's some good ones, right? Yeah. I mean, you guys are Sam Houston guys, yeah. and I, you know, Gary Green was pretty good, actually. Yeah, so yeah, I'm like yeah, that coach in that deal. So. That's what I was going to say. The Greens, so, Glasgow. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's been a lot. Anybody. <laughs> it's there, a, it's crazy. a number. Okay. And it's crazy. The kids don't know. I know. That's why I'm trying to build. I'm asking for all any type of memorabilia, like just so give me some see. pictures, some jerseys. They don't know anything. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't know this man. <laughs> man, this this the spot. Like they don't understand <laughs> it. Like this is the spot. Man. Yeah. Like have some tradition and some pride about this place. Like mm-hmm. and that's what I'm on. That's it for sure. Have you talked to Jared? Oh, for sure. Okay, yeah, yeah, Because I went, me and Ty, I know his sister. Like, oh, we, okay. went to, we played He's, basketball at Texas. He State, actually so. played with one of my high school teammates oh, okay. at Rice. So mm. he connected us, yeah. and he there should be go. visiting us soon. Okay. He should be visiting us soon. Okay. Now, what is the better TV show, Martin or Fresh Prince? <laughs> Martin. <laughs> Martin, I'm going to go. A hands down, down Martin. Hands down. Oh, that, that was a hands down. That was easy right there. I still watch Martin. Yeah, yeah, I'll say Martin. that too. If I see it on, yeah. I can't yeah. stop watching. He throws Sanford and Son in there. I will start okay, back. Now you showing your age a little bit. Yeah. I got to get on it. Y'all got to get on it. Classic for sure. Classic. Okay. Now, does sugar go in spaghetti and grits? Oh, grits, yes. Spaghetti, not spaghetti. no. Neither yeah. for me. Oh, for Neither. Sure Neither for me. No, I put some in some grits. I don't really sure eat grits. grits like that. Uh-oh. But on my spaghetti. But, but all no for the spaghetti, for no. sure. No, no, no. no. I, I ain't ever heard of that. Heard yeah. that. <laughs> really? Okay. That's like some Louisiana. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you put sugar in your spaghetti? The camera is on, but I, I, I'm gonna agree. I do, I do. I'm be honest. I'm be honest. I'm gonna be honest. Is it like a noticeable amount? Like you put a mountain on top? Like. I'm not. This is my mother showed me how to do this, and she's gonna watch this, so she's gonna hear this. <laughs> this is not my recipe, but coming from Washington D.C., that's just what they showed me. So, yeah, definitely. Um, and then, okay. So my last one, I just had. We had Jordan or LeBron. I already yeah. said he was the yeah. goat, Jordan. 
I'm going with LeBron. Oh, not because wow. I'm young. Not because I love that. Young. I love that. Wow. It's just I love that. When you come in the league, you 18, you it has so much pressure on him. You, oh. It'll never be another Michael Jordan. No, thank sure. But I would say yes. Okay. I mean, he's he's up there. I mean, he's the best. But <laughs> I'm just more of a LeBron guy because <laughs> I respect that. Any and a Kobe guy too. Anybody yeah. that's coming behind all the greatness. Yeah. And getting if you're getting a comparison, yeah. dog, you're up there. That's what I'm saying. Uh, I agree. It's definitely Michael. But the, yeah, I get the three that were in there. Yeah. And I'll throw you a monkey wrench and say, well, Tim Duncan's closes in, closer than three, four. That's on your left right there. I don't know about three, four. He's in there. He's in there. You got to go match. I want you to know this is a San Antonio based podcast. I'm talking about Tim Duncan. I didn't allow this to happen, everybody. I didn't have to be known. He's top 15. Top 15. <laughs> I can't save you, coach. I can't. Nah, I can't save I got. I'm like the AIs. I like the McGrady's. Oh, okay, yeah, that's I a mean, type of player. That's a type of player. San Antonio okay. and it's championships. You got to respect sure. them. But I'm more of a. I like the style, mm. the flash of the game. I get you. You know who brought? That's the key. Who the swag? Yeah, yeah. Swag. That's, yeah. Why, that's why Duncan falls off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Duncan's Duncan Duncan just behind the scene and just making work. He's just work. a champion. All 50, all 50 exactly. He's exactly Scott there. Done. For sure. Well, I, I do want to thank you all for, for being a part of our first coaches roundtable. We hope to do uh, more of these. Now we do have an article coming out as well to accompany this video, and uh, the link will be in the bio for the article. So I do appreciate everyone for listening. And again, I appreciate all you coaches for coming. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Appreciate it. Thank you. For sure. Yeah.